Good morning. If you've been here in January, you'll have noticed that we're doing something a little bit different to normal here at DPC. Normally we work through a book of the Bible so that not only are we trying to uh, see what God has to say to us through his word, but we're letting the Bible set the agenda for that. So we work through the Bible book by book. But in January, we're doing something a bit different. We're doing a topical series. So we're looking at some things, some sayings from our society, and then we're bringing the Bible to bear on that. We're thinking about what the Bible says about that. So it's a bit different because we're flipping through different parts of the Bible. And in fact, it might even be a little while into the talk before we're getting to the Bible some weeks. But what we're trying to do is bring the Bible to bear on some of the ways that our society is thinking. And then in um, term one, we'll be back into Colossians and working through the Bible book by book again. And our series, if you've been here or if you're new and today's your first day, it doesn't change it, it's the same series, is sayings that we live by in 2020. And today's saying, it's the third saying of the series, be true to yourself. And I reckon on the surface of all our sayings, this one sounds the best, doesn't it? You've got to be true to yourself. Because what's the alternative? Not be true to yourself? Live a lie? Be a hypocrite? Surely that can't be good. Because the Bible calls us to be people of integrity. People of truth. In fact, Jesus has a go at the Pharisees, doesn't he? Because on the outside, they're looking like they're doing all the right things. But in the inside, they don't love God. They're acting. They're play-acting. And if being true to yourself just means having integrity, then that would be great. Amen. Be true to yourself. But I don't think it's quite that simple the way that we use it today. When someone says, you've got to be true to yourself, what do you think they mean? Maybe just take 20 seconds. Talk to the person next to you. If someone says, you've got to be true to yourself, what are they meaning? Go. Okay, say so talking to someone down at the car park or down at the shops, you're wrestling with the decision to make, you've shared a little bit with them and they say, well, you've got to be true to yourself. What do they mean? We hear it all the time, especially in the Disney movies, which it seems all I'm watching now is Disney movies, that's where our kids are at. But in the, in the children's movies today, it, it is salvation by being true to yourself. See, there's this main character, they're held back, they're constrained by their family or by society or something. Then they have this moment of reflection where they decide to be true to the, themselves. They've known it all along and that's what saves everyone. It saves their family, it saves their village. Who's seen How to Train Your Dragon? A few, good. There's Hiccup. And he thinks that he wants to be a dragon killer like his dad. Okay, That's what his society is telling him to do. But then he discovers his true identity is a dragon lover. He can train them and he's true to himself. And as a result, he saves his entire village, doesn't he? Or in the Lego movie, there's Emmett in Lego movie 2. If you haven't seen it, it's great. (laughs) The whole movie is about he is he's trying to be someone that he's not. He's trying to be different to win this girl, I think it is. But then he realises that he just needs to be Emmett. He just needs to be little ordinary old Emmett, who he is. And because of that, the whole Lego kingdom and the Duplo kingdom, sorry, spoiler alert, is saved. 
Or then there's Elsa, who just needs to let it go, you know, can't hold back anymore. Her life of conceal, don't feel, gets her in all kinds of trouble. She's just got to let it go. Or the greatest showman. This is me. Look out, because here I come, and I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. And that's a great moment in that movie, isn't it, if you've seen it? It's in, it's in movies, it's in songs, it's everywhere. And I think what we need to realise as we're getting this message is in every single case of be true to yourself, it's assumed that be true to yourself is always right. It would be a bad choice not to be true to yourself. And it's not just in movies, though, is it? It's in, it's in life. It might be at work and you're, you've been stuck in one job. Why did you take that job anyway? Was it your parents? Was it your family? What, what was it? But your heart wanted to be something else. And you could stay in that job and live a whole life wondering what it might have been like to go down the other track, a, a life full of regrets. Or you could be true to yourself. Take a chance. Change. Sounds good, doesn't it? There's the transgender person, a woman in a man's body, who all their life is struggling with their identity because there's a disconnect with who they feel they are and what their body is. And they realise that what they need to find completeness or even just to stop the anxiety that they're feeling, that they're living in, is that they need to be true to themselves, who they are on the inside. Or there's the married man whose marriage is not what he thought it was. There's no fun, there's no sex, there's no excitement, there's no relationship. And so he loses himself in his work. He tries to distract himself. Then he finds a younger girl at work. And she's interested in him. She understands him. She makes him feel like a better person. She listens. And suddenly it seems like his whole marriage was a fraud. And this is who he is. And so to be true to himself, he leaves his wife, he leaves his kids, and this is him. Happy life. Because you've got to be true to yourself. And the point is, when we appeal to you've got to be true to yourself, it's always a good thing, isn't it? In fact, it becomes the definition of good. Really, it becomes all that matters as long as you're true to yourself. That's what matters. But what does it actually mean? You've got to be true to yourself. I think when people are talking about being true to yourself, they, they probably have something in mind that is restricting them, don't they? So maybe it's the expectations of other people who are telling them, you've got to be this. Or maybe it's society that's telling you, you've got to be this. But they want to do something else. And so being true to myself is not letting other people dictate how I live. It's being true to myself. So others, others might expect me to stay in my marriage. They might be putting pressure on me to stay in my marriage, but I've got to be true to myself. Society puts 
restrictions on what I can do as a female, but I'm not going to be dictated to by society. I'll be true to myself. Work puts expectations on me. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be true to myself. So that's the first thing. There's something restricting me. But it's a little bit more complex than that even because when people say you've got to be true to yourself, often I think what they mean is that we're very complex creatures. So they are taking just one of the many parts that make up who we are and that has become so big to them and they want to be true just to that. So be true to yourself, often what it is actually about, it's being true to this feeling that I have right now or this part of me, it's not necessarily being true to all of who I am. Let me explain. According to the Bible, we are very complex creatures. Don't look this up. But in Genesis 1, 26, right at the start of the Bible when we are created by God, listen to how Genesis 1 describes it. Genesis 1.26. You might want to write it down and read it later. Then God said, let us make man, he's talking about mankind, man and woman, in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock and all the earth and over the creatures of the move along the ground. And so God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. Increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so forth. There's a lot in those verses, right going back to when we were first created. Firstly, we are spiritual Creatures, we are made in the image of God. We were made to rule and to work the ground, so we have this capacity to work. So you might be a farmer or you might be a a secretary or you might be a builder. And we see later that Adam and Eve are given to care for the animals and work for the ground. So we are made to care and relate to other people. We're made with gender, male and female, he created them. And not just gender, sexuality. Uh, Adam and Eve are united and the two become one flesh. And that's a, that's a good thing in the Bible that's celebrated. And then we're made to be family, aren't we? So the Bible talks about um, caring for your family and, and um, so forth. And as we read on the, in the Bible, we find out that we have emotions. We're very complex creatures. We're wired to relate to other people and be in relationship with others and have friendships. And the Bible talks about us having ethnic backgrounds. So you might be... Indian, you might be Indigenous Australian, and then we have all these skills that we learn in our life or some natural abilities that we're born with, and all these things go up to make who we are. We are we're very complex and creative people made in the image of God. There's a lot to us. And so when we say... You've got to be true to yourself. What do we mean? Which one of those aspects is the part of yourself that you need to be true to? Or do you need to be true to it all? And what about when some of those different places contradict each other? 
What about when your family says one thing but your emotions draw you another way and your sexuality draws you another way or, or you don't have the skills for something that you want to do? I think when someone says, I need to be true to myself, what's often happening is they are taking one part of their life and they are defining themselves by that because that's a a big part of who they are at that time. So one person might look, for example, at their gender and say, this is who I am and this is what defines me. So I'm a transgendered person, and to be true to myself is to live this out, and above everything else, that's what matters. That's my identity. Or another person, they might be a mother, and so they say, this is the most important responsibility that I have, and above everything else, to be true to myself is to be the best mother that I can be. That's how I will define myself. Or another person might choose to be guided by the feelings that they have for another person at a specific time in their life. So this relationship, to follow this relationship, is to be true to myself. Now, do you see the problem? You can't just take one small section of who you are, even if you think it's a big section, and define yourself by that and say, that's being true to myself. Well, you can do that, and people do do that, but that's not who you are. You are so much more than that. We're very complex creatures. So this is a really big question, isn't it? And I want you to feel the bigness of this question. Who am I and what does it mean to be true to myself? So in this talk, we're not going to look into the nitty-gritty of each part of us, uh, my ethnic background and what does it mean to be true to myself there, or my uh, sexuality and what does it mean to be true to myself there. We're going to step back and ask the bigger question... How can I know what is right? How can I even make the decision? What does it mean to be true to myself? Now, if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus and you believe the Bible, well, then we have the Bible that informs us what is right in every area of our lives, and that sits right over the top, doesn't it? God tells us how to live, and every part of our life is lived under the lordship of Jesus We're going to explore that next week and what that looks like. But if you don't have the Bible, what does it mean to be true to yourself? How do you work that out? How do you choose something over another thing? And what if the thing that you choose actually turns out to be not good for you and not good for others? What about Hitler? Was he just being true to himself or a part of himself? Or his whole self? What was he being true to? If we choose a part of ourselves to be true to, we might choose a wrong part and not even know it. Is that true? None of us is perfect, we all know that. But what the Bible tells us is that even our ability to choose is not perfect. So when someone says you've got to be true to yourself... The self, the part of us that we choose to be true to, it may turn out to be destructive. Look with me at Proverbs 14, 12. This one's in your bulletin. You may want to go and think about it later. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. What is that proverb saying? 
It's saying that you could be doing something that in your heart of hearts you think it's right and it's good, but actually it's destructive. Not just wrong, it leads to death. It will destroy you. It will tear you apart. Jeremiah 17.9 The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? See, According to the Bible, we can't even trust our own hearts in their natural state. We are unable by ourselves to work out what is right. That's why be true to yourself is so dangerous. How is that even possible? How is it possible that we could think that we are doing the right thing and, and I genuinely think this is the right thing, but I've chosen the worst thing for me and for others. How can that be the case? Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. So if you've got a Bible, this is the passage that we're going to work our way through. Romans 1. So we're up to the last point on your outline. Why can't we trust ourselves? Romans 1. Even though we spent a bit of time looking at this last year, I want to look at it again this morning in the light of this be true to yourself question. So Romans 1, we're picking it up at verse 18. It's not just that we can't work out what is right. It's actually that we don't want to know or do what is right because we don't like God and we don't want him to tell us what to do. Romans 1.18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people. Here's the bit I want you to notice. Who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So here it is, even if we were told the right way to live, even if we had access from God to what was truly the best way to live, if we could see it clearly, we wouldn't want to do it. Because we don't like God and we don't want him to tell us how to live. So this isn't just society's constraints that we're trying to get away from and other people telling us what to do. We want to get away from God and his constraints on us and him telling us what to do. Look at Romans 1.24. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Or 26. Because of this God gave them over to shameful lusts, so forth. See, the problem is we want to throw off the constraints that God has placed on us and we want to do what we want. We want to live in a way that is natural to our sinful desires. I want to throw off what God says and I want to be true to myself. And so we throw off God's way of living and we do what we want as a society and look at how it turns out according to God, verse 29. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Now, we may not all have done all of those things, But each one of us is broken. 
Every one of us in this room has parts of who we are or what we've done that we're ashamed of. And it's not just that these parts of us are broken. We have lost the ability to even know what's right and see what broken is. Look at 28 there. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. See, our very minds are broken. That part of ourself that sits above everything else and decides what to act on and what to do and what's important and what it means to be true to myself, even that... Even our ability to think and reason sensibly, it is broken. And that's the main issue we face when we're talking about all these issues. You can argue with someone all day about whether something's right or wrong. I mean, look at Facebook. Angry, 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 escalate. In the end, people don't care about what you think is right or wrong. It's about what they think is right. So... For example, a person who acts on their homosexual desires, they feel they are being true to themselves. Is that a good thing, to be true to themselves? Or is that a bad thing? Or does it not matter? Or how do we even know if it's right or wrong? Our society, by the most, approves of same-sex marriage. To them, it truly seems right. Now, do you agree with that? If you don't agree with it, how can you say they're wrong? They're being true to themselves or part of themselves or true to other people. The person who wants to leave their marriage to be true to themselves, how can you say if that's right or wrong? They're just picking one part of themselves to be true to over another part. To them, it seems right. The pedophile is doing what he feels is right. Possibly they've lost the ability to know it's wrong or they've suppressed that it's wrong or they've done it so many times it doesn't seem wrong. And be true to yourself is saying, pick whatever part of yourself that is shouting out the loudest that feels right and run with it. And that's the biggest problem with the whole be true to yourself It's what we see in Romans 1. We don't actually have the ability to work out what's right and wrong. So being true to a part of yourself that you choose to be true to could actually be doing something that's going to destroy you and your entire life and people around you. Be true to yourself, I think, has become a way of us justifying what is wrong. And we've actually turned wrong and harmful things into things that we celebrate as good because we're being true to yourself. So just slot in whatever it is that you want to be true to and most people can't see beyond, be true to yourself. Now, this is going to come up as you talk to people, isn't it? Not just the saying, but the issues underneath. Same-sex marriage, transgender issues... 
and even just moral issues like euthanasia or abortion, they come down to be true to yourself, um, you know, a woman's right for her body. I, I, I can't go through this suffering. And rather than getting into an argument about whether it's right or wrong, which I think is our kind of gut reaction, isn't it? It may be far better to talk about the kinds of things that Romans and Proverbs is talking about here. Maybe you could ask your friend a very simple question or even ask yourself, how do we even know what's right and wrong? Can we trust ourselves? What do you do when one person thinks one thing is right and another person thinks a different thing is right? You might be here this morning and you're not a Christian and you're thinking, are you saying that homosexuality is wrong? That's not the question I'm asking or answering today. I'm asking, or the Bible's asking in these passages, if it was wrong, how would you know? If anything is right or wrong, how would you know? Are you that arrogant that you think all your views on what's right and wrong are right? Out of everyone in history that has ever lived, you right now, what you think is right is right and what you think is wrong is wrong. Because that's what we are, aren't we? We are arrogant. I'm arrogant. I think like that. I think that the things I think are right are right. And I think the things that I think are wrong are wrong. So I think I'm right on all my moral issues. And you're probably the same. And then the the Bible says our heart is deceitful. You can't trust it. I can't trust it. But we all think our hearts are right. We think we know what's right and wrong. Could it be that there's a God who made us and he knows what's best for us? Not us. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. And God knows that. And he's spoken about it. So if someone says to you, you've got to be true to yourself. No. No, you don't. You can't trust your heart. It may be right. It may be wrong. Love, true love, can be wrong. Passions can be wrong, misdirected. Your desires can be twisted. Friends, we need something much more than be true to yourself, which really just means do what you want. We need an answer from outside of us, showing us the best way to live. And there is another way to live. We're thinking about it next week. There's only one way to know what is the best way to live. It is the God who made us and who loves us and who knows what's best for us. What would it actually look like to live in a way that was true to the way that God made you to be? What would, it take, what would it look like to take every single aspect of who you are, all your passions, all your desires, the things that are work, the things that are broken, the things that you feel good about, the things that you're ashamed of, what would it take to, to take all those things, what would it look like, and to live in the way that was true to who God 
wanted you to be? What would it be like to see clearly the best way to live and to know it was the best way to live and to pursue that? That's what we're thinking about next week. So make sure you come back. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the way that you've created us. We're such rich people with different personalities and creativity and so many gifts and abilities and we're, we know that relationships are so rich and we know both the beauty and the brokenness of ourselves. But Father, we we confess, we acknowledge that in our arrogance, we do want to do what we want to do and not all the time what you want us to do. And Father, even if we dress it up as be true to yourself, please set us free from that. Please help us to trust that the way you tell us to live is the best way. And Father, please help us to not be taken by the lie of our society that all that matters is being true to ourselves. Help us to be true to the way that you made us to be. Thank you for Jesus who rescues us from all our failures, all our mistakes, and he gives us a fresh start. Amen.